0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Charlie's Angle. I am your host, Charlie Crable, and with me, as always, is my co-host, producer, and show sponsor from Apex Media, Jeff Pitcher.
1: Hello, and I made a joke about pretzels the last time, and then I ruined it, so I'm eating pretzels and I'm not high. Okay. Okay.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> so if you hear Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff has actually been very, very, very busy as over the last couple of weeks, uh, taking on additional, work. I mean, the work is good, the income is Find the hours are I'm no
1: longer on the government teat,
0: no longer on the government teat, which, but of course, that makes for a very, 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 you know, busy day. So you eat when you can. So yes. we're gonna, he's got the munchies now, which is gonna be appropriate for our topic for today. Um, before we get, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why, yeah, okay, yeah, yep. it's
0: just gonna get it's it. It's appropriate for the topic today. Uh, before we get going, um, just we, you know, part of the schedule thing and everything that was going on we missed last week, and actually we are diverting from our normal course of uh, action this this year. For most part, we have been going through the uh, Libertarian Party platform, and we are uh, detailing all of the different things about the platform, uh, just basically to educate people. Um, it, it's very obvious that there are people who have no idea what the libertarian party is all about we are a libertarian party show so our goal is to uh, educate entertain and inform but we're taking a break from that today because last week uh, march 31st which is going to be the new 420 day in new york state uh after three failed tries they are two failed tries third time's the term lawmakers passed a law immediately legalizing recreational marijuana
1: wait immediately yes Oh, I thought it, there was a waiting period.
0: No, that's for the Gr- pot shops growing.
1: and the growing. Right, you have to wait eighteen months until after the first dispensary opens.
0: Yes, in order to grow, and the the new the new dispensaries are probably about two years away.
1: So we can actually we can actually smoke or eat marijuana, however you do it. Yep. Now, anyway.
0: Yep. Smoke it if you got it.
1: Fantastic. I don't. I don't have any. I can't smoke it anyway. Just, well. It doesn't work. But if you did, you could. So I'm going to.
0: Good. Out in public, it's awesome. It's about time. New York, actually, this makes it now the 15th state plus DZ to legalize it. But let's also, like, not look at it at as a surprise here too i mean you have massachusetts vermont new jersey already made it legal connecticut and pennsylvania are about to do it within the next year if new york didn't do it this year they were going to be surrounded by a bunch of states that have already made it legal and by the time new york got all their framework in place and everything like that those states are already going to be way ahead
1: so um so it's going to be legal here to sell it in the dispensary um I'm probably going to go to Massachusetts because they won't be as busy anymore, right? Because like, well, yeah. I mean,
0: at first, I mean, why do the dispensaries here at first when there's going to be lines for hours? Yeah,
1: we just I'll just this will go
0: to Massachusetts.
1: Yeah, whatever. Is it in Lee, Massachusetts? I've never been there.
0: No. Well, you know what? Now that it's legal, I'm gonna. <laughs> you know what? I want to preface, preface this right right now. I use marijuana products.
1: I definitely don't.
0: I I use them, and I'll tell I'll tell you why. I broke my foot. A couple of years ago, it was really did wonders for the pain as opposed to the prescription painkillers that they gave me. Okay, It was great for the pain and also for the stress on top of that. And it's also been proving invaluable since I broke my back in an accident in Mm. 2019 because I'm telling you right now, the level of painkillers that I would need to be able to function on a day-to-day basis, I I would put it this way. I would be completely addicted to those opioids by now or anything else.
1: So I definitely don't uh, use marijuana because it's still a federal Offense, mm-hmm. and therefore, uh, I think it's a it's a, like an ATF guideline that if you're a cannabis user, you can't own firearms. Okay, um, so I don't use marijuana. Okay, okay, just needed to say that out loud. Out loud, and you all believe me.
0: Gotcha. Yeah,
1: exactly. So
0: you know what I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that out there right now. It, it's you know it's something that has tremendously. Art has benefited me tremendously. Um, I'm able to function. And, you know, that's the whole thing is like I'm not Mr. Melted onto the couch. I mean, I do this podcast. Now, I, I, I will tell you guys, you know, like right now, I mean, I don't do anything stoned. Or anything like that, you know. I mean, I don't come in here completely baked out of my mouth. Although one of, one of these days we ought to do the Joe Rogan and just like get somebody. I'd like to get actually a sheriff in here and actually just like <laughs> you in here well. yeah, and just roll a big fat <laughs> blunt and just smoke with him and say, "Dude, this is not that big of a deal."
1: I mean, my my um. So my, people might know my dad, but like we, he was like, "Well, he's like, well, marijuana is legal now," and he got kind of a little uppity about it, and I was like. It is? I had no idea.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, the thing, but the thing is, and and listen, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to get into this a little bit, you know, later on because I think it's appropriate here. But I'll just mention this right now is that, you know, I'm, I'm almost sympathetic with a lot of law enforcement people, especially longtime law enforcement people who basically had it hammered into their entire careers. That potheads are criminals Oh yeah So so I mean yeah, And I mean we're talking decades and decades and decades
1: That's, of- that's a sort of psychosis Like um, the first time I never did weed Right um, I was. It was like a big weird step for me Because I came up around the law enforcement community And I worked in the law enforcement community for nine years I worked closely with the narcotics enforcement team like, Right It was kind of a big deal And like when I had the chance I was like okay yeah sure And my wife was like Really? I'm like, yeah, why not? Like, I got trust these people. Yeah, it's it's cool. And then nothing happens. Oh, well, and I like, and I did it the right way. He gave me a pen and everything, and he goes, take like a like a three second hit from it, and I took like a ten second hit from it, and, and nothing happened. Nothing, because apparently there are different strains, and I learned all. I know all this now. Yeah, indica does nothing for me. Okay. Nothing at all. That's the those are
0: the couch melter ones. The sativa's are the ones that like make you very talkative and focused and
1: Yes, I write pretty well actually with a uh, with with sativa that I've never done. Never done. I've definitely never filled any plot holes with my stories. Uh I still can't play guitar though. That's true. <laughs> 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 I'm really bad at guitar. I'm really not great at guitar when I'm not Smoking weed, which I don't smoke because of, of asthma anyway. But you get it,
0: yeah, yeah, I absolutely get it. Well, you know, and I'll tell you right now, like I, I actually don't smoke the weed. Weed part, I mean, it's like mostly vape, it's mostly
1: oil. Yep, it's mostly edible. I and that's, I definitely don't prefer the edibles.
0: Right, definitely not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, you know, so I mean, I'm, I'll, I'm coming from not only a freedom standpoint of everybody should have the freedom to do what they want anyway. I'm coming from somebody who, yes. I will be would be lying, saying that I never have smoked weed for my own enjoyment. Okay. First of all, we were all 20 once. Oh, okay? yeah. So
1: I did not until I was 34. We're 30. I still haven't.
0: I still haven't until you were not 34. But <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, but I, I'm just saying, you know, like for me, the mindset's completely different now. For me, the mindset is like, look at I need to be able to function on a daily basis. I need to be able to operate relatively pain-free. My options are, you know, this. Prescription painkillers, which I could become incredibly addicted to. And listen, if anybody who lives in upstate New York it can tell you the last thing any community around here needs, and really nationwide, but is another opioid addict. You know what I mean? That's the last thing anybody needs around
1: here. So, so I just got my Bill Gates vaccine Yeah, and for, for Brovid 69. Okay. Uh, so I have a microchip now. Nice. And I, I did it in Northville. And oh, I, you did up there, they have the Johnson and Johnson one there, and that's oh. the one. The one that's the one I wanted anyway. Okay, because I have to be fully vaccinated before May seventh so I can go back to work, uh, for, more work, like more work. no concerts too. Right? Um, yeah, you think I'm busy now? Um, uh, so um,
0: see, I'm doing the Pfizer, and I've got the second one next week.
1: Yeah, so you'll get sick next week. I'm just yeah. going to get horribly sick tomorrow and then turn into Captain America, but in the Walgreens here there are at least four signs that says narcotics are locked in a time delay safe they're they're telling addicts that they can't really rob the place cuz it takes 5 minutes to open the safe yes and by then somebody will be here yeah You're so be why why do those signs exist some yeah.
0: because people are breaking into safes or trying to con <laughs> people out of i mean and let's face it if i am an opioid addict and i like Looking over the counter, and if I were to see, like, a giant bottle of OxyContin, I'd probably be tempted to steal it. I've never been on OxyContin. I have, and I don't like it. And, 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 and you know what the thing is, is that I don't like it. So anyway, so you look at, you know, for, you know, like what, what are my options as far as being able to function using, using marijuana to treat my pain, which also helps with the anxiety, which actually helps with the, you know, that comes with pain, or do I become an opioid addict, which nobody needs, or do I just try to go through with the acetaminophen ibuprofen route and rip my stomach apart?
1: You can maybe go with naproxen and really give your organs a run for the money. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's just like, you know, so it's, it's just so ridiculous. So I wanted to talk about this because one of the things that had happened, okay, I want to set up the stage a little bit here is that okay, with the pot open, you know, pot legal around, you know, in New York State now. Okay, we already talked about pot shops aren't expected to open for probably around another two years. After that time, people can grow their own plants. It's like is three, there a limit? Three plants, uh outdoor, m- six indoor, I think. I it don't is.
1: I don't know how many it takes to do anything. So is that a lot? A plant? Yeah.
0: You can get a ton of weed from one plant. Cool. Yeah, you can get a ton of weed from it. Great. So that's that's, that's good to know. Okay, now as an industry. I'm going
1: to ask all my questions about weed to you because I've never just asked anybody well, about sure, the ask, things I don't know. Ask, yeah. When they come when. up, I'll ask. Yeah. We, we, we like to educate do you smoke the hemp? I'm just kidding. The hemp.
0: <laughs> well, and I mean, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, like as an industry, we're talking just an industry. It's going to be like hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue in the first year,
1: billions in four years. Maybe it'll get us out of the mess we're in right now. Well, and
0: you know what? That would be nice because, like, that's just the revenue generated by the business itself. You're looking at state and local sales taxes on marijuana combined being about 13%.
1: Yep. Not to mention the income tax from the people working there which not that i'm okay with income tax.
0: No, but i mean it's
1: still- I'm okay with sales tax. I I think i am.
0: I, I if you're if you're going to if you're not going to flat tax it a flat sales tax might be a good way to go because it's like every here here's the thing people who illegally make money have to buy stuff so it's like okay, you know, they're not claiming You're
1: even getting taxes from them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're even getting taxes from not them. Not
1: on food, not on water. No, but Well, maybe water cuz you don't need bottled water. No. Yeah, we, we can tax that. that.
0: Yeah, let's yeah. tax the hell out of it. <laughs>
1: But But, Jeff Pitcher, we can tax that. Don't vote for Jeff in 2024. He's a dick. He's a dick. (laughs) But, you know, I
0: mean, and we're talking about, like, it's not just going to be that 13%, though. Let's not forget, though, you have the normal 8% sales tax on top of that. And then you've got also, you know, they're also talking about, like, possibly adding an additional tax for, like, the THC levels so that the stronger that you get.
1: That's a load of shit.
0: I, I, it's a load of shit, but at the same, but what I'm saying is, it, it is what it is. But what I'm talking about here is that that's a lot of revenue for a cash-strapped state that was facing a 15.1 billion dollar deficit at mm. the beginning of the year. Now, pre-pandemic,
1: it was 6.1 billion. Yeah, in the whole... <laughs> I weird. believe it's weird when you cripple the economy, things get worse. They,
0: things get worse. How about that? But here's the thing don't let them tell you that it was just COVID because it was already really bad. In well, New I mean, State.
1: didn't Cuomo give himself another raise?
0: Yep. And uses campaign funds to write a book about his great leadership as people were dying in nursing homes. Yeah, because
1: his book came out in like July, right? Something like that. Yeah, like um, a midsummer. It, yeah, or something great
0: that. leadership as we're hitting like the summer peak of COVID
1: cases. Governor Governor Andrew Cuomo, how to harass women and kill old people, a New York Times bestseller. <laughs>
0: Cuomo twenty
1: twenty two. I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I'm just going I know. off it's, the rails. Cuomo.
0: twenty twenty two. Vote for me, or he'll kill your grandma. <laughs> so you know the thing is, is that like I, I I'm just looking at all of this. And now look at where I know we're talking about a libertarian show that's like talking about ooh, look at all the potential tax revenue. Oh yeah. Coming okay.
1: In. The right thing to do is to make it legal, and that's it.
0: Uh, yeah. It's that's the right thing to do. But what I'm t- talking about here is like there's a potential because look at I'm looking at the at, <laughs> at the ripple effects here when you have more sales tax. And things like that, you don't need to rely so much heavily on property taxes, which are incredibly oppressive. You know, you don't have to rely on, you know, income taxes. to You know, it's just so it's like you're kind of spreading the burden a little bit more with stuff like this. And, of course, like if that's the framework that's in place, I'm like, take advantage of it for crying out loud until, you know, you elect Jeff Pitcher in 2024 and everything automatically gets better overnight, which will happen if you elect him but you know the thing is is that you know there are a lot of communities that have em- are embracing this idea because they're just like you know what and i mean you look at it in new york it's like everybody else is doing it why don't you know and it's actually the whole it's the whole thrust behind the criminal underworld that has actually run this marijuana stuff and all the other stuff that's illegal that shouldn't be or whatever is that If we don't make money selling it, somebody else is going to come in and fill the void. So that's why I'm like a lot of these communities are seeing this and are like, you know what? We may not like it, but you know what? Everybody else is going to be getting on board with it. Why would we miss out on this opportunity?
1: If I was the president, could I just executive order that drugs are legal?
0: You could try. I mean, that's the way things have been going. How how,
1: How would Congress stop me from doing that?
0: Well, I mean they probably you'd probably look at the Supreme Court first and be oh, like Oh mm. yeah, yeah. You can't do that.
1: So I'd have to do it in like my, my seventh year after I sacked the Supreme Court. Yes. For myself. Yes. I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'd be like, everything is legal. Except for maybe heroin. I'm gonna draw a line somewhere. You could draw that line. I might draw that line. I wouldn't, but you can. I might. I don't yeah. know. You know what? Somebody could, if somebody could convince me not to then like then I, or convince me to i would draw that line i'd be okay making that concession yeah for the american public maybe well and
0: i also want to you know we've harped on this and you know our, our this is actually i'm i'm glad we're doing this episode because it actually counts into a couple of things that we've been talking about in our series anyway as far as like government you know overreach and over control over every aspect of our lives which we've talked about we've talked about the failed drug war we've talked about but at the same time you know we're also talking about like government economics and stuff like that and you know we we're starting to get rolling on that and it's just sort of like you know you i mean in the ideal situation yes everything is legal and it's not taxed and everything but if they're if they're talking about well wait a second If we can actually, like, lessen the burden on the individual, then I'm like, okay, it's not perfect, but I'm willing to, like, pitch, you know, get behind this idea because it's the best what we have right now, um, and it could be getting better. But there's a town around here in the town of Amsterdam, which I find ironic to begin with, that (laughs) any place named Amsterdam is going to be fighting, you know, but this is, like, the day after... This, you know, immediately knee jerk reaction, bam, we're gonna have a special meeting because we want to ban pot shops in town.
1: Like that's the hill you're gonna die on. Yeah, that's really.
0: But but it was like they immediately did it. But here's the reaction. You know what? That's because the day that weed made legal, somebody already had went, called town hall and said, "When can I get a license for the pot shop in town?" You know, so <laughs> I mean, so this is just a knee jerk reaction to grab the headlines. But you know what? The idiocy of the whole thing got my attention. I wrote this is one of those rare occasions where I'm actually fusing my podcast with my column. In Are the you recorder. shilling
1: for your column? I am called Charlie's Charlie's Angle. Angle. Wait, uh, what publication can they find it in? The
0: Recorder in Amsterdam, New York. The columns are available on RecorderNews.com. Oh, wow. Usually Friday nights, early Saturday mornings. Do and
1: you need to know how to read? You do. Okay.
0: I try to keep things at about anywhere between a 6th and 8th grade reading level. Which so
1: I'm out. Okay.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> and about 65% of Fulton County is out. <laughs> are there pictures? Every once in a while, there are pictures. Okay, together. I can read those. Yes, yeah, yes, there are pictures.
1: <laughs> I can, I because can read any the pictures. Good, you know,
0: you know, and the thing is that I'm going to divert. You know, and I'm I'm, a, I'm big on art with every piece of news story, and I got this idea from the movie Shattered Glass. I don't know if anybody's ever seen it. it's. It was interesting to me because it was about journalist Stephen Glass, who worked for National Review, and he wound up getting. Um, you you know caught plagiarism and not plagiarism making up stories inventing things and everything like that and there was a line at the end of it that said you know what would have saved all of this is pictures you people can't you can't make up stories if people are gonna have that are gonna be. Forced to have their picture taken to run with it. I mean, granted there's holes around it, but the
1: but w- words are just like f- for the morons that can't understand pictures anyway. Yeah.
0: I mean it's just but I always I but anyways, I always like to have art to go with news stories. So yes, there are pictures with the column and stuff like that, but this is one of those times that I could fuse these things together because they wanted to you, you know, they they did this knee-jerk reaction to plan these pots stop to ban these pot shops and to hear the reasons why are just absolutely baffling. And this is one of the things that really makes it crazy is that this town. Okay. For those of you who don't live around, you know, around here and do listen, Amsterdam is about a half hour from Albany to the West Northwest, slightly right down to Thruway and everything like that. Okay. The town has a legitimate commercial corridor. I think actually does compete and actually competes well and even exceeds competition against other communities with their commercial corridor. This is not just like a Walmart and a couple of dollar stores in a rundown strip mall. I mean, they've got some legitimate anchor stores and surrounded with are or, or interspersed with it are all sorts of other you know shops there that you could pretty much do everything. I mean, we live in Northville. It's a half hour to Amsterdam. We go there because everything is right there like i mean and it's just easy so it's a legit commercial established commercial corridor is it and, and but here's the thing is that there are also some empty storefronts there which every commercial strip has it but there have been some that that have been that way for a while now here's here's why that this town would actually and this area would actually be a very good location for it for any type of these dispensaries is that strip malls are actually popular locations for marijuana dispensaries um you know because the space is already set up for retail so any construction re i mean there's always going to be a remodel to your needs inside a bill you know space and everything like that but you can you know it's already there you know the space is there already set up for right. retail
1: so the vocal booth is going to be like our nug closet and the new isolation room over there is where we're going to grow some of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm already working on it
0: absolutely yeah. Jeff's Mayfield Pot Emporium.
1: <laughs> it's an old laundromat. An We've old... been telling our neighbors for years we're not growing drugs in here. <laughs>
0: Guess what? <laughs> April
1: Fool. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. The guys will get a kick out of that. But you know,
0: but the thing is, is that like you know, you have, you know, a lot of times like in these strip malls and stuff like that, and and in these commercial quarters. I mean, there's already a lot of available parking, so people can just pull in, park go in get their crap like they do for everything else and leave i mean it's just you know and like uh, the other part of that what locations like this they make them ideal is that they're easily accessible for local and out-of-town customers i mean yeah it takes me 30 35 minutes to get to you know target from my house in northville but it's still not a difficult drive to make and in this case this commercial strip is literally five minutes from the thruway I mean, it, you get off the throughway, you drive up the hill, and you're there. If there's a little bit of busy traffic, it might take you ten minutes to get up there, but for the most part, it's you know, five to seven minutes to get up there. So it's, I mean, it's like you're you're easy on, easy off, you know that that kind of thing. It's 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 something that you're if you go into Massachusetts, and I have been there, and I'm gonna tell you know I'm gonna tell you a lot. Most of these places they they're designed. For that quick in and out type of thing, the convenience, everything like that. They're also clamoring to open in New York State. It's not a surprise. I talked about it. You know, they got a call about getting the application the day the pot was legal. Other communities are reporting the same thing. I actually was just in. Um, Great restaurant in Northville, not a sponsor, but they should be the local Five and Dime.
1: Okay, okay, mm-hmm. I was
0: in there uh yesterday. Wait,
1: by... That place serves food, place serves food. I had no idea. I mean, I, I was in Northville today for the shop, but like, oh, it's, I...
0: it's next door to the Five and Dime store. It's oh, the Five and Dime. it's a it's more of an upscale restaurant. Actually, they're 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 at they're a really great pandemic success story. Free plug for them, but because they were open for four nights before they had to shut down when the governor shut everything down. But they made it work, and they and they managed to stay open to throughout the entire pandemic when a lot of other established businesses couldn't. I mean, these guys just opened. Yeah,
1: we almost folded. I, I know. Yeah, I mean, we don't serve food.
0: You don't serve food, but one of the guys who was who works there actually works in economic development in the community, and he said, "I we were just talking about." He says, "Oh yeah." They're already. He said the aggravating thing is, is that we they're calling the so preliminary as far as the applications because we don't even know what we can tell them because we don't have any guidelines from the state. But that's how quick they're jumping the gun on this thing. Yeah, is they're, they're not even waiting for the you know. All the guidelines and like what could be in it, what's acceptable. You know, people-
1: there's an old commercial building on Route 30 in between Mayfield and Northville. If you're going north, it's on the right. It's got two garage doors and a large store space. Yes, mm.
0: it would be a great spot, Charlie Crable's cannabis cannabis, cannabis Char- emporium.
1: Cannabis with a K? Nah, no,
0: that no, because you have too many K's in there, and that gets a little dicey.
1: Hmm. What's your middle name? Walter. No.
0: No, it won't work. <laughs> it won't
1: work. We'll thi- we'll sir- we'll figure this out. I'm gonna I'm I, I'm gonna be Joe us, pre- put a pre- c- c- couple of comments down and, yeah, and give us some suggestions,
0: suggestions of uh, names for pot shops at Northville. <laughs> and if you think of one later on, <laughs> I Northville
1: will- Nug, Northville Nugs. That's easy. Like, Nugs is a thing, right?
0: Well, actually, wasn't one of, I I did this thing of making fun of like names like in the five one eight, you know, like Nugs and, yeah, yeah. and and things <laughs> like that. And somebody actually a friend of mine actually said North L, which is you know an ounce. Oh, L I didn't is, know L, that. Okay. L is an ounce, so huh. L.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, I'm really. I. It sounds like I'm being sarcastic. I really know shit about pot. But
0: I, <laughs> there was another one like Edinburgh instead of oh, Edinburgh, which was really good. really good. I, I really like that. So you've got a you got you got a couple of possibilities here. But the, you know the the point is is that they're, they're 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 like ready to go. I also know for a fact that there are there are a couple of recreational dispensities – dispensaries in the capital region because we had talked to them at a paper i was working at when they first were bringing up legal weed there they're already purposely set up even though they're medical only they're purposely set up right now that the minute that their pot shops are ready to open all they got to do is just up the stock on their shelves
1: right yeah because their infrastructure is already there it's already there because i'm sure that i'm sure things are going to have to be locked up and all this kind of stuff and
0: look at this is new york state There will be nothing smooth about this transition. The reason why it took so long to get to this (laughs) point really is because the right people had to make sure they could get paid. It's going to be like that going forward.
1: Governor Cuomo had to do something to get himself out of his hole.
0: Well, you know what? If he gets another 10 sexual Assault allegations against him We're going to be at 350% Capacity and people are going to be given <laughs> Handouts of weed And tar. shrooms of black tar opium <laughs> You know so keep those
1: Accusations there's, coming there's ladies There's nothing funny about black tar heroin no. Except that you know kind of
0: So like so I'm looking at this And like the, the town's opposition To this is just absolutely Baffling it, it, it really is And so I want you know And I we talked about this A little bit, but, you know, he's a former longtime cop who made a career and that not only treating potheads like criminals, but a a little bit of history here. And this wasn't necessarily a bad thing back in, like, you know, the 80s and early 90s and stuff like that. Amsterdam had a real problem in its drug dealing community with the dealers, the addicts, everything. Heroin was really bad. You know, street dealers literally sitting out there. So when this mayor took over, he empowered the new police chief and said, do what you got to do. To get the drugs off you know they wanted the street dealers off the streets they wanted to get, the, get a handle on the drug problem and this guy was a key call, part of that operation of you know so that he made his career out of criminalizing not only drug dealers but drug you know drug users and that includes pot you know users and stuff like that so you know I, he's in line with a lot of cops by the way who are mostly from rural areas and are a lot more conservative who are who are voicing their opposition to this thing, but the reasons why they're stating it, they don't hold up, okay? So I'm going to say say one concern that he cited was long lines, and I'm going to tell you right now, when the first dispensaries open in this area, just be ready. There's going to be a really long line. I was working for a local television station when the first pot shop, it was the first legal dispensary, and it was in Northampton, which was only about an hour away from Albany, so it made sense, you know, that well we we'd send a crew out there yep. and you know what when it opened it was the first first of all it was the very very first recreational dispensary in the middle of massachusetts so it was drawing people from boston albany everywhere you know and everywhere so i mean like it was the uh, the lines it's were it's
1: uh, <clears> a <throat> northampton northampton Northampton. Northampton. Ooh. Oh, Northampton. We have a Northampton right here. The hell are we wasting our time? Which is actually in the town of Northampton. 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 Done. Perfect. Done. Okay. Someone... Give We've, us some money so we can do this. It's
0: trademarked, by the way, because we mentioned on the show, and I'm saying it's the property of Jeff Petro.
1: It is a public – it is publicated, yeah. Yeah, there it you it is. It's ours. It's our IP. So get fucked. <laughs> yeah,
0: <or whatever. laughs> so, but anyway, so, like, I mean, you know, they waited for hours, but, you know, the thing is is that that didn't last, okay? And, like, a lot of what happened was is that – and, and look at, I'm going to tell people around here that when the first recreational dispensary opens in New York State, people are going to drive from everywhere to go get it okay to go participate it's gonna be like that but a lot of the dispensaries they managed to adjust first of all the lines will eventually die down because the novelty wears off and it's going to be more expensive at a dispensary than getting it from a dude okay so it, it's you know once all of that happens but the other things that happened is that like the dispensaries then they moved a lot into online ordering so you can now pre-order online so basically what it did is it cut down the wait time a lot of places did two lines here's the line for the mm-hmm. pre-order here's the line for the
1: walk-in so as i understand it uh at the dispensary in lee massachusetts uh, that i've never been to mm-hmm. um you check in with a dude in the parking lot at like a super eight motel and then you drive to the dispensary from there when it's your turn It's just down the road.
0: That's for the overflow.
1: It's for the overflow. If
0: if there's no overflow, you literally pull up. Pull
1: up, and they just give it to you. You don't even get out of your car. Nope. Well, now with COVID, you don't. But you You, used to. You used to to. to, yeah. But now. I mean, I think, I guess. But
0: see, but now with COVID, you don't even have to because everything is curved. I mean, some places are letting people walk in, but again. If you pay with cash, I think
1: you still have to walk walk in. in, But
0: if you're using a debit card, you you don't even have to leave your card. Which is no
1: longer terrifying to use a debit card. No, because like, oh man, the government might be tracking me. Which, of course, I've never bought weed with a debit card. Never, never, not once.
0: Never. So, but I'm just saying, you know what? And here's the thing: the k- police also controlled the traffic in around these places. Everyone got in and out. That's, that's one time. of
1: the funniest things: is yeah. having having a traffic cop in front of the weed store. The cops yeah.
0: in Massachusetts that I've never talked to because I've never been there. They don't care. They're like, this is fine. <laughs> Less thing they have, one less thing they have to worry about. And and look, at, and we're going to get into this later because there's all these other things, but, you know, they're not worried about it so much, okay? They're, they're more worried about the guy who gets drunk and beats up his wife, not some dude who, like...
1: Yeah, let them actually prosecute criminals. Yeah. Let them, let them actually do something about crime.
0: You know the really funny thing is, is that the mayor of Northampton was the first recreational, legal recreational marijuana buyer in Massachusetts. <laughs> he went in and bought a candy bar.
1: That's, that's like, fantastic. That's awesome. But, I hope our stuff is good. Like, I hope we get the same kind of stuff that I've never gotten from Lee. It
0: it could be. You never know. I, I You you would think so. I mean, they're going to want to attract people and be like, okay. Well, I
1: mean, like, all they have to do is get it from the same distributors, right? I mean, yeah. the gummies that I don't buy are great. Yeah. And they're easy to dose.
0: Yep. They're easy.
1: I hear. You hear. So, but I'm just saying, like, you know. <laughs> that, I'm going to beat that joke. Until so it's dead. But the, com-
0: <laughs> but the communities there, they <laughs> dealt with it, okay? You had a lot of, I can tell you this, a lot of ba- businesses adjacent to
1: these dispensaries, they
0: were like, you know what? We have extra parking spaces that nobody ever uses. If you have overflow customers, let them park here, okay? The market adjusted and it runs just fine, okay? So that idea of the long lines, increased traffic, okay, you know what? It's busy along any commercial strip anyway,
1: Okay. You know what? Just put put one in World of Beer in Crossgates Mall. That place is closed all the time anyway. Yeah, like
0: Play- Mall would be a great place be
1: amazing <laughs> <A> really <laughs> good
0: place for it. So okay, now I want to go. He was talking also about the character of the community. Okay, I don't think people want this kind of thing in our community. <laughs>
1: yeah, they definitely don't want weed in Amsterdam. Yeah,
0: definitely not. Okay, so. <laughs> But the thing is, is that what they're doing is they're getting caught up into these myths that are cited by these opponents by legal weeds. So one of the things that we aim to do here is to present facts, because a lot of times facts don't match narratives. And that's one of the biggest problems that I've always had with news. That is the way it's been going as of late, is that it only matters if the facts fit the narrative. And if it doesn't, we ignore it. Well, you can't facts. Facts do not discriminate. You can use facts to discriminate, but facts themselves do not discriminate. So anyways, there's a February study by the Cato Institute, which is a libertarian-leaning,
1: conservative, fiscal, you know, fiscally conservative. We are biased. We know. We know. We're telling you that. But
0: it's not coming from a Republican source, and it's not coming from a Democratic source, okay? And yes, it's coming from a place that has always pitched like we have legalizing all drugs because it's not the government's business to tell you what you can and cannot consume but anyways so this this report that they had in february it was it it's it focused on the states that have been legalizing pot because they've been getting they've been legalizing (coughs) excuse me pot for you know since the early 2000s states have been already moving toward it so um, it sourced local, state and federal trends and official crime and health reports. so this isn't like oh, we looked at this and this is what we think it says. It's actually just what it says. and the interesting conclusions are this is that that more people are smoking pot isn't surprising because use has already been trending upward before the state's been making it legal. okay So if more people were smoking weed and more people are smoking weed, but they were anyway. So legal weed didn't do anything for that, okay? Everybody cites the concern about the use in the young people. Well, Maine, Massachusetts, Alaska, and Colorado have tracked marijuana use in people under 21, and making weed legal hasn't had any obvious effect on use among minors. Okay? And that the idea that marijuana is a gateway drug doesn't hold up. Okay? The study used cocaine as an example and said found no leak link between legal marijuana and an increased use of drugs such as cocaine. No link.
1: So so this is a – I have a question about the gateway drug thing because mm-hmm. I haven't thought about this since high school because that's when we were taught this kind of stuff. Right. Um, marijuana could be a gateway drug to things like – well, other psychoactive compounds like psilocybin, lysergic, whatever acid, and things like that. Yeah. But I don't see how it's a gateway drug to – To things like speed, which you can get speed, it's Adderall. I I learned that, like, a week ago. Um, Yeah, where
0: they say they get, you know, speed, coke, heroin. Yeah, I don't understand
1: that that, because, like, I've – because I've never done marijuana, and it's definitely never – two negatives. Okay, I've, I've, I've smoked weed. I've eaten some. I've never had the desire to do heroin afterwards. It is, but
0: if you look at where the trajectory really is, in a lot of people with, you know what, you know, because some people, and I and I, this one guy said, yeah, they all said, you know, it all their drug problem all started with marijuana. Uh, go deeper. I bet you they smoked before they were a teenager. Probably. I bet you they were drunk before a couple of times I, before they
1: were sixteen. I think addictive compounds are probably the thing that causes more like more of the gateway effect. But but I'm saying like okay,
0: yeah, they can all say that their start with drugs started with marijuana, but the reality is is that they probably have been putting alcohol and nicotine, which are also drugs, into their system for longer than they even before they even tried marijuana. Yeah,
1: and like nicotine is the most addictive substance there is, probably, it is. right? It's
0: I I my first drug well ex- except for like sneaking a beer here and there when i was really young but like my <laughs> first i i smoked before i drank
1: my dad gave me you know duels when i was like nine the na stuff and i was like people do this for fun and then i like had no duels as an adult and i was like oh that's not what beer tastes like yeah never that's mind. that's okay. not what
0: beer tastes like yeah but so i'm just saying like i mean yeah so i did this whole gateway thing doesn't really jibe.
1: doesn't work with weed i, I understand that i've never smoked cigarettes I never right. have, but, like, enough of my friends do or have.
0: But I'm saying those who have gotten into the hardcore drugs and stuff like that aren't starting with weed. They're nope. starting with other stuff way before that. They're so, sm- they're
1: starting smoking when they're, like, 14 or yes, 15. Yep.
0: That's exactly what it goes. And anybody who says, oh, that's not – of course you could find the exception rather than the rule, but what we've described is the norm. And in the words of our former president, you know it, I know it, and everybody knows it. Okay, so let's just, like – let's just not be stupid about it here. No, we are not stupid, okay? Char-
1: Ch- Charlie's not stupid.
0: The people opposed to this for these reasons are. Okay, so now Oregon... Now, Oregon's sort of like the anomaly because <coughs> they've legalized everything, has actually seen an increase in coke, but they recently decriminalized it. Massachusetts saw a decrease. And basically what this study has found is that cocaine use in other states with legal weed is basically remained consistent with national rates. So... It's not, you know.
1: Uh, I, I can't. I, I haven't looked at the study, so I can't say this for sure. Mm-hmm. I think the increase in anything could be just attributed to the fact that they can track it because now they're able to see it because it's not being done the in the more, shadows.
0: The more that you can track, the more it, all of your statistics. If they, like if you're talking about use of anything, the more you track it. The more you're going to find that more people are doing it, therefore the numbers are yeah, going to Yeah, because on.
1: you're not getting positives or negatives for your study no. if you're not able to track it.
0: It's it's along the line about basically like how percentages and some statistics can be very, very misleading because, you know, it, just because you're tracking it more doesn't mean that more people are using Drugs, it just means you know of more people. Yeah, you're just
1: finding it. Yeah,
0: you, you're just It's sort of like, you know, like the small community that has one murder, you know, one year and two murders the next, and everybody's alarmed because they've had a 100% increase in their murder rate. Well, it's also, you know, so I, I'm just saying, like, That's a good point, though, to keep in mind that they're tracking more of this stuff so they can
1: tell. Yeah, you can't you can't really trust statistics for everything.
0: No, and it's it's hard to do it. But as (laughs) methodologies improve over time and as they involve, you know, and honestly, I think people nowadays are probably more honest about their pot use because of attitudes are, are changing toward it. So I think actually we're getting a more accurate look at what people are doing.
1: So yeah, that's that, I would agree. That's it, fair. It's a
0: more accurate look at what people are doing. So anyways, so, so for each state that already legalized pot, there has actually been no direct link between marijuana use and suicides. You know, where they're talking about, you know, because it's an antidepressant and it's like, oh, people are going to commit suicide on drugs and stuff like that. Well, you know, the thing is, is that using marijuana as a substitute for far more dangerous prescription painkillers may actually lessen the amount of drug overdoses yeah. or suicides. You
1: know, it's interesting. I didn't have a, a decrease in my anxiety or anything from weed. No, I didn't, no, but okay. my the decrease in my anxiety and depression came from not caring about it. Right. It wasn't from – it actually started with drinking, which sounds dangerous, but, like, I stopped caring about the whole, like, oh, I shouldn't drink. But then, like, I was like, I'll drink a beer, I'll two beers. Oh, this beer's pretty good. I'll have this one. And then the, oh, I don't really need to care about the way people think about that anymore because of the weird conservative world yeah. and stuff. But once I stopped caring about that, then my depression started going away.
0: Well, yeah, because you're not you're not worried about what other people think and everything like this. And you're exactly. not worried about how other people are going to judge S- as you. As soon and,
1: as I crossed that weed threshold, I was like, oh, this is and listen, fine. I'm
0: saying this yeah. right now, and I have people who are very, very close to me who are about as conservative and about as conservative evangelical as you can get
1: here. Yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah, we both do. That We both do, and they also know, and even if they don't like it's an understand maybe it's an understandable thing they might prefer so what I'm saying here I'm saying this you know like I don't feel ashamed to admit it you know what I mean? I, d- I don't feel ashamed to admit it. I'm not constantly stoned all the time. It's no, not like I've, I...
1: I've never seen you under the influence of anything, I'm pretty sure. No, you've never Usually had. you drive here, so yeah, you've ne- we'll, we'll have to make it sometime so you can drive here and then maybe get under the influence, you've, and then we'll do the Joe Rogan you, thing.
0: You've Yeah, you've never seen me under the influence of anything, <laughs> as, a mat- as a matter of fact, and it's really interesting because um, my wife was one of those. Love you, babe. I, my wife was one of those who was vehemently opposed to it. She's come around on it so much that she hasn't done a 180. She's done a 450 on it. She's done it twice. She's spun around. I mean, <laughs> no, seriously, because, because, because the thing is, is that, like, and I, I'm just going to, and I'm telling you from my own personal, you know, you know, experience here, especially since the accident here. It's not an exaggeration to say that I have not had one pain free day since that accident here.
1: Oh, yeah. So, it, if Charlie is ever not on time with an episode, it's not because we are lazy or anything, it's because he's in pain.
0: It's, it, and it's, it's, it's really not. And that not only does that make that physically uncomfortable, that can actually wear on you mentally and emotionally and everything like this. And it's like, you know what? If I can control it this way, okay. I, I, I know myself, I probably would be addicted to the painkillers, okay? Add add the stress on top of constantly being in pain, being addicted to the painkillers when those wear off and stuff like that. Imagine what that does to a person's mental health.
1: I um, So many, many years ago, um, like before yours, um, mm-hmm. I was in a car accident uh, actually a couple of days before a concert, and I learned a song and forgot it because I was on drugs when I learned it. It was really funny. I, can't, I still can't remember how to play that song now. Um. And, and I was given, um, not Oxycontin, what's, it's a, it's a, uh, hydrocodone. Hydrocodone. Yeah. And whoa, it's was like, okay, I, w- I might've been 23, 25 maybe. I was like, whoa, I totally understand drug addiction. Yeah. Because I had one of those and I'm, I, it was just my knees and like no, no real damage, just bruising. It was fine. That's what I got. I'm like, cool, great. And then two days later, I was like, my knees hurt a little bit. I'm not gonna take any.
0: <laughs> yeah, see, but that's that's yeah. the whole thing is that the receptors in your brain are telling you from these medications. Yeah, need it. The only way to you know you don't get that. I mean, do people become people's dependence on marijuana is largely it, it's it's largely psychological.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and but it, like I like the way I feel. I like the way I think. I like I like that about it. I would like to feel that again, please. But
0: you know, somebody were asking me if I was dependent on it. Yes, I do depend on it to help with the obvious, you know, the medical effects and stuff like that. That's where I'm dependent on it. But the thing is, is that I don't feel the need to be stoned all the time.
1: No, there's there's the difference between emotional addiction and uh, and uh, or is it emotional addiction or.
0: Emotional, mental, versus but I, physical. But I can tell you the dosage that I that I that I that I usually take when the pain is getting bad is about the equivalent of like one hydrocodone. Sure, which you can still function on that. I mean, you're still you know and.
1: But I I played a whole concert on hydrocodone, and I I was great.
0: But but it's also like I'm also really I wasn't. I stood
1: in the corner of the stage and stared at the wall and played my parts perfectly. But I looked boring. Oh well, really, it was actually Pink Chicken. Oh yeah,
0: (laughs) stoned at Pink Chicken. That was awesome. Um. So, anyways, so I mean, you know, the thing is, is that like it's actually like probably making the health from what it looks like here could actually have a benefit to the mental health. Systems, like you don't have a lot of drug overdoses or suicides if people are actually finding alternative ways to pe- treat their pain in a more safe manner. Yeah. And isn't safe supposed to be like the big buzzword now of the day? Like that's the most important thing ever is to be safe. Okay. Anyways, no. violent crime, by the way, from 2008 to 2018, according to that study, neither soared nor plummeted in states that legalize marijuana. So you are not having any effect on the crime rate. I also, and I also want to make this last point and then I'm going to get something that's a little bit off script but connected but also there has been no overall effect on traffic traffic fatalities caused by someone solely under the influence of marijuana in states that have legalized it.
1: I've never driven like I I I've, I've never driven drunk either. But like I've never driven having smoked or eaten weed for hours. Um but I'm pretty sure I could drive better while high than I could while drunk. Probably can. Yeah, I I can, Don't play guitar. I can play drums pretty well. I can play drums just fine, maybe maybe just as well as I normally can on weed. My timing isn't as great when I'm drinking. That means I'm better at doing something complicated while on weed than on,
0: than on alcohol. It's – yeah. Well, and then,
1: listen, I want It's th- anecdotal, so, like, it's well, not real evidence. But, th- but, but
0: anecdotal but... is important, though, I think. If you're using anecdotal evidence as the sole basis of an argument, that's never a good idea. But, but if enough
1: people make the same kind of argument...
0: It's an old thing that... It's a, it's a really old saying. It was, if 12 people call you a horse, maybe you should consider buying yourself a saddle. So that's why I'm thinking <laughs> it's, you know, the more anecdotal evidence. But now, I want to also get something here on the legality of everything here, is that, okay, there are... Restrictions actually even still on the legal now that weed's it's legal here. Okay. First of all, you can't buy it unless you're twenty one, which is no different than tobacco or alcohol. Okay.
1: So you, you can't Is tobacco twenty one now? Yeah, it is. Oh, federally. I, I never smoked, so I never thought of it. Federally. About that. Huh.
0: You know, Donald Trump the most libertarian I,
1: I actually never smoked. <laughs> like like that's that's true. Wow. That's, yeah.
0: That's by, mm. by the way, the most libertarian president ever Donald Trump is the one who enacted the nationwide. Smoking age to twenty one. <laughs> yes, so,
1: great, great work,
0: great work. Okay, so you can't be you can't be over twenty one to do. And 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 here's the other thing, you can't drive stoned. Okay, you can already if you drive stoned and get caught, you could get charged with driving under the influence. Okay, so this is the thing, it's not like this is not like giving people is that,
1: a, is that AI ability impaired, ability impaired, or you
0: could get it. I mean, you probably have to have a new classification for driving under the influence. Yeah, and but here's the thing, now that now that weed is legal, how about instead of All the cops just basically decrying about how it's going to ruin all their communities. Train them better to maybe spot stone drivers like they can drunk. Because guess what? They're mad because I Smell Weed is no longer... An excuse to
1: search cars. i be like, you do nice. <laughs> that means I didn't get ripped off, it's, dude. It's not in my car. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, but it can be in your car as long as you're not consuming it. You, you, you are, you, yeah, is is this oregano? Ah, oh, it's oregano.
0: Well, see, that's the thing. You can't consume it in your vehicle, but it's no different than booze. You can't crack open a cold no. one and and drink in your car.
1: <laughs> road soda. Road. Road fatty. <laughs> yeah, road fatty.
0: <laughs> but but like you know, so like you can't you you can't. It, you, you can't do a lot of these things already, so the, the, it's it's misguided about like what's going to be allowed and what's not. It's total. Now <laughs> there was a statement though that he said that really set me over the edge, and it was saying that we don't want quote those people, the customers in our, in his town around here. Those people, That's a
1: lot of people. Well, it is. Wait, but- was this Amsterdam still? Yeah, we're but still in Amsterdam, people? the super... Yo, those people are in your town. Yeah, those
0: people like, are in your town. They're everywhere in your town. Okay, well, okay, now, those people, and you probably hear it other words, but around here, that's sort of become... This has sort of become the code phrase for people who have darker skin.
1: Yeah, w- what is the uh, ethnicity of the uh, this person? I don't even know. White. He's a white dude. Oh, he is. Yeah. No way. Couldn't he's tell. Yeah, couldn't tell. Okay. All but... I right. am one of those people in this case. Okay,
0: well, yeah, now, but if he's talking about race... There's no racial gap, first of all, in terms of marijuana use.
1: Okay, no, It's Th- just been legal for white people longer than it has for, for black, black people. <laughs> basically, well, here's
0: the thing. There was a survey. And now, a survey in 2016. Now, again, it's really, really tough. And this is one thing I want to tell you is, like, trying to break down the demographics of pot users is very, very difficult. And the reason why it's difficult is because everybody does it, Okay. In terms of like mixing,
1: here's the thing I just went through a catalog of people I know, yeah, like uh, people that I know that like smoke or eat weed, yeah, yeah, that's it's everybody, yeah.
0: Well, here's the thing is that this survey in 2016 that I was able to find that did was able to break this down, okay. In the previous year of that year, 18% of blacks, 17% <laughs> of whites, and 13% of Hispanics used marijuana at least once <laughs> in the previous those year, are,
1: those are pretty close.
0: I mean, that's very, very close. Okay, by the way, 53% of white surveys said they tried weed at least once compared to 45% of blacks and 34% of Hispanics. I love the fact that the Hispanics are coming in at last in all those. Those
1: are rookie numbers. Well,
0: well, but if you look at Amsterdam, the city, I mean, there's a city and town of Amsterdam. So when they're talking about those people, they're talking about the Hispanics in the city of Amsterdam. They're a very significant part of... And a much maligned part of the population.
1: It's just so strange because of how many there are. Yeah, like there are. I don't. Mean, it's gotta be close to sixty-five percent in the city of
0: Amsterdam. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's not that high. It's not. Not in the in, city. It, of within Amsterdam. the city,
1: it's not really. No, it's not. It's it it it's. I believe it's. A oh, li- I'm also considering African American and Hispanic mixed.
0: Oh, and they're eh, It's still not really. Yeah, okay. it's it, it's still not, but. There was a point when the census was trending that Hispanics were the largest single ethnic group Ooh. in Amsterdam. Okay. Now- when we're talking about ethnic, we're also talking about the different European ethnicities, yes. which they're, they, the white, non-Hispanic Europeans are still the vast majority of the city. But as far as, like, individual ethnic group, Hispanic might actually be the largest one in Amsterdam.
1: That would make sense. I so, was being really, really aggressive with my numbers. That's
0: okay. But, you know, the thing is, is that it's funny to me that the Hispanic numbers come in last of the three <laughs> major races because everybody thinks that all the drug users and all the criminals, and I'm going to go ahead and say it, they're thinking that all the pot users and all the criminals, they're all Hispanic. When that doesn't, it's not the case. Okay? So, if you're, so anyways, if those people is about the racial stuff, that doesn't exist either. Now, if you're talking about poor people, education always, is always a good gauge to figure out poor people because the lesser your education, the more like, the higher your poverty level is generally so. But, the same survey found that high school dropouts, which is a key indicator in the product, are least likely to try weed compared to high school graduates, those with some college and college graduates there. The- and, and like it's by a lot
1: that the numbers of the numbers that makes no sense to me at all, though. I know a lot of people in college smoke weed, but like.
0: But high school dropouts. Oh, yeah. They're just they just want to s- smoke weed and play video huh. games all day. Yeah, they're like not try. Maybe it's an affordability thing, but <laughs> that
1: could be an affordability thing. Yeah
0: weed's pretty cheap though yeah i mean uh, if you got a guy it is if you got a guy weeds weeds pretty cheap so but i'm just saying like it it was it, it so you're you're like you're so like the the poorer you are the less likely you are to. so you what you don't want poor people in your town well first of all there are poor people in your town already there are a lot of poor people in your town but like if the poorer you are the less likely you are to smoke weed okay now of everybody surveyed in this thing 26% 26% of them surveyed they regularly binge drink. 24% use tobacco. Of the whole study, of that whole study, 7% were the ones who said they use marijuana. I think this actually comes into play here and I'm going to use this supervisor in this town as a particular example. I've seen plenty of pictures of him at the track, the the Saratoga racetrack. With a big fat cigar and a cocktail in his hand. Oh, by the way, I'm not trying to fat shame there, but he looks like he ate me.
1: Okay. All right, Charlie and I aren't small people. I'm not a
0: small guy.
1: He's a, <laughs> and Listen. Oh, I'm down two more pounds, though. Nice. Boom. Oh. It's because I'm working a lot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and not eating except for pretzels during the show, which actually you have. You finished off the pretzels without me realizing it. Nice job!
1: I pretty much did it immediately. Like I'm eating pretzels; they're gone. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's that's, that's how I do. Yeah. So, but
0: I'm I'm also like saying this. So it's, it's like, okay, you're smoking a cigar, you're drinking a cocktail, and you're probably at least seventy five pounds overweight. And that's being generous. And you're complaining about somebody. Wait, how many pounds overweight? At least seventy five pounds.
1: Overweight. Okay, like overweight from like just like how tall is he?
0: Oh, he's a big dude. I mean, he's a taller guy. He's over six feet. Okay.
1: So like I'm so I'm like. Two twenty-five. I'd be
0: surpri- I'd be surprised if his if the number is he like three. Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I don't he... care. I don't care how tall you are. Yeah.
0: It's you, you, or it's at least closing in on that. So what I'm saying it's kind of really like hypoc- hypocritical though, because it's like you know what? Have another steak and another beer with your cigar, dude, and then like criticize people for smoking pot. But that's ridiculous. Okay. So now this is the other thing that comes into play, and this is the old fogies complaining about the young people. Oh, it's the young people that are going to do it now. There's a 2019 survey found, and it, yes, young people do use more pot than others. Okay, those between 18 and 29, it was about 22 percent admitted use using marijuana. This was in 2019, this national survey. Okay, so now we we 18 to 29. So we you got to realize that like the first four years of that are college, which is. You know, and then when you're in your 20s, you're kind of just getting going in your career and stuff like that. You're probably partying a lot. Most more people than not are, you know, single and, you know, others, you know, I mean, or whatever. So, I mean, it's a different lifestyle for those in their
1: 20s. I worked for the cops when I was in my 20s. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I got got such a weird flex about drugs and alcohol. It's so funny. Yeah. That is funny. (laughs) But, you know, my dad arrested my friends for drinking when I was in high school. I mean, come on. Yeah.
0: So you had 11% of those 30 to 49 using it and 12% of those 50 to 64 using it. And then it was about 3% of 65 and older toking up. I find that the 30 to 49 and the 50 to 64 using it interesting because if you combine them, that's 23% of prime working age of American adults using pot. Usually by age 30, you're well into your career there and you usually figure by 65 you're getting ready to retire. So your prime like in your career like where you're really established and you're really moving in your career is between the ages of 30 and you know and 65. And if you're talking about 23% of them are using it, that's one more than those in 18 18- you know in ages 18 to 29 it's it's not young people necessarily that are using it okay professionals are using it you know adults with kids family you know families and all that they're using it grandparents are using it get over it
1: it happens the family that smokes together uh i got nothing
0: watches south park together <laughs> <laughs> on repeat it's <That's> fantastic <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: completely but, on the left field too. I, I love that. I, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> we like to be organic this time of day. Uh, but you know, now the other thing was, you know, like uh, the other claim is, oh, I don't think you know. Again, the town residents don't want it. Well,
1: here's the thing: <laughs> all of your town residents are users. Well, come on, uh, uh,
0: You know, nearly every statewide poll showing that near about two thirds of New Yorkers want legal weed. So. Yeah, there's probably people in your town who don't want it, but there's probably just as many other people. And judging by some of the response that's been happening since they tried to do it, everybody, like, I would say for every one comment supporting this move, it's like 99 saying no. So, I mean, it's, like, overwhelming, like, you're being an idiot, which they are, (laughs) by trying to ban this. So, now, I want to just talk about, you know, like, the good part of this law, too, is that... Expunging the records of thousands of New Yorkers who got in trouble for nonviolent weed offenses, which is a huge
1: game changer. That's 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 great. Um, I'm I'm sure Abby's going to talk about this on her show at some point on 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 Downstate Abby.
0: I, I it really should because I mean that's a big game changer, and so the thing is is that I also think that it really just comes down to and I I I, I I'm I'm not just picking on him, because I've seen this in other current and former cops who've said that is that the people they criminalized for so long are no longer criminals. So what? I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to question your entire career or think that, you know, like it's undoing all the work that you did as a cop. You operated within the bounds of the law. Now it's now it's made legal. Okay, these people shouldn't have to, you know, what? You want somebody to pay the price for smoking a joint for the rest of their life or, you know, selling an ounce of weed on a street corner, which, by the way, these draconian drug laws that we've talked before disproportionately affects minority communities, uh, even though, you know, in terms of weed, it's not like one race over another dealing it or using it, which is so stupid. So the thing is, is that I want to make something like very clear. Um, Here Is that it's not illegal for the town of Amsterdam To do this and nor should it be I mean the state allowed the communities To opt out of having dispensaries and that's not Necessarily a bad thing I would hate for the state to come In and just man you know communities I I like ruling at the local Level you know the more local the better But legal could still mean Short stupid and short sighted and stupid And this is just short sighted And stupid I think In my opinion you have this pensive look On your face here okay
1: so yeah, and, and this is just because I, I don't work for the state police anymore, and gun law is not my primary focus. Right. <clears throat> now, they can opt out of this. They go, like, no, we're not going to allow dispensaries in our town. Yeah. Okay. But they can't opt out of more restrictions on other things, like firearms. It's not consistent. I don't— I. I want consistency in government.
0: I, I I do too. And here, but here's the other thing, though, that I think that should be a consideration because this bothers me a little bit is that, and he made mention of this is that and and a lot of counties have this situated where like the towns will split the sales tax revenue, you know, and everything. right there
1: are incentives there.
0: Well, but but here, but here's the thing. He already made mention of, oh, we're not worried about the sales tax revenue because if they open somewhere else, we'll get some of the sales tax revenue from that. Now, this is a special sales tax they're putting on marijuana sales. I think a caveat should be if you opt out of allowing dispensaries in you your don't town, get it. you don't get the money.
1: Nope. We're going to put one in Mayfield. It's going to be at uh, the Apex Studio and Nug Dis... No, I can't do it. i got to get a good one. What's a good S? Apex... St- oh, actually, we call it the Foothill Studio. That's what this place is actually going to be the called. The
0: Foothill Studio.
1: The Foothill Studio. Foothill studio and nursery
0: yeah we'll call it a nursery for yes.
1: now cuz i'm not going to be i can't even grow rosemary i had a great <laughs> rosemary plant and it's dead it Already? was given to me and it was <laughs> it was perfect it, it's dead i can, i won't be able to cultivate weed yeah, also, it, I don't like the studio smelling like it. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's you know, you know, you don't, but it's just you know, I, it, but see, that's the one thing though that I really do think though that if you are opting out of it, I don't think you should get a penny of that money. Not a bit.
1: Nope. Not a I penny. I completely of it. agree.
0: And and here is the last of the thing that's also the hypocrisy coming from this supervisor. And this wasn't that long ago. Okay, he was worried about because. The one thing that the town of Amsterdam has benefited from this commercial strip that they have here is that they're generating enough sales tax revenue that they don't need to have a town property tax, which is cool. And, of course, he was getting worried, though, that the sales tax wasn't necessarily going to be enough with, you know, the cost of doing things always goes up year after year. So this is the same guy who wanted to avoid a town tax by wanting to implement a highway tax okay, to, as a means of generating revenue. To avoid a town tax. But he doesn't want
1: this. There's, th- I am not. I don't really want everything to be taxed like crazy, but there's enough tax revenue looking at these numbers to fix everything in this state if it's done well. If it's done right. Well, think about it. You don't. The cost of doing something doesn't have to go up every year if you get better and more efficient at doing it. If you get better it. at doing it. The reason I keep working and doing audio is because I get better and more efficient at doing it and can make more money for less work. The government doesn't know how to do that, which is why I don't work for the government anymore. No,
0: they don't. As a matter of fact, it's like the the more time goes on, they just add work and add and, and they find ways to make it worse.
1: When I first got into my old job, I was like, hey, we should implement like a scanning system so we don't have to have all the space used for files. Eight years later, that's what we did. Eight years later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's just, you know, well, I mean, government is like the slowest thing to ever get on board with oh, anything, it's, it, yeah. especially when it comes to efficiency. And you know what? The thing is, is that like, I don't want anybody to get the impression that I'm thinking that like, oh, legal weed is going to save all of, you know, save New York
1: State. No, but it could.
0: It, it could help or it will help. It could save a lot of, solve a lot of the problems.
1: I think, I think maybe people in Albany just have to chill out. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's really
0: what they need to do. But I mean, I also have absolutely no confidence in anything that New York State rolls out. No. Like
1: Massachusetts did a pretty good job with it. They did
0: a very good job. Uh, And there were even complaints there, though, that it was taking too long to roll out. Yeah. Because theirs was at least two years before the first shop opened.
1: And it takes a long time to open a new one now, too. I, I, I know people that work in like interior painting, yeah, and they they were working in new weed shops starting but, that weren't gonna. They weren't gonna be starting But let's also think of months. the good
0: thing that's going to come out of this here, and this is the one thing that people are having a problem with is because people are opting for less smelly ways of consuming weeds weed you have you know like the vapes and stuff like that you had a lot of knockoff yeah. products obviously well, with the, the vape market. stuff
1: like um like when i when i definitely didn't take the pen the first time i didn't smoke weed like you could tell that it was weed and then it was gone yeah like it, it's it doesn't linger and it's not like it's um like tar fold smoke when it's smoked, anyway. No,
0: but it's just it. But it's still very pungent when you know. So, but but the thing was is that they were worried, you know, because you had a lot of knockoffs hitting the street, and it was causing a lot of like additional health problems that regular vapes weren't doing. If you've got dispensaries that are selling these things, okay, they're going to be under like state guidelines as far as like. W- they're going to have oversight over, like, what chemicals are being put into this thing. So, like, because, like, the big thing that you had to worry about in, like, the old knockoff phase was they were putting that vitamin E acetate in there, which is, like, fatal to people. It's like ingesting, po- like, literal poison into your system yeah. there. So, you know, I mean, so, but if you're having these <coughs> types of products that people are liking, if they're, you know subject to like regulation and stuff like that. I mean, I'm actually thinking you're having safer products on the street. Everybody's like, "Oh, it's more potent." Well, I'm like, yeah, it's more potent because they're getting all the crap out of it." <laughs> and 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 they're not also they're less point they're it's less poison being put into people's bodies. So, I also want to get into my other libertarian part of this is that the government at no matter what level should have the they shouldn't have this kind of hand in regulating commerce. No. Okay. You it, let's go you know the thing is if people in the town of A- Amsterdam and other communities resistant to this change really don't want pot shops in their town, the market will determine their viability okay it always happens that way and it, it it's just that it that no, unless government screws it up completely you just let the market do its thing if the if the shop is gonna succeed it'll succeed if it doesn't it doesn't that's the way it should work. Okay, and the other thing that I would also like to point out is that the opposition that comes to this stuff, and this is mind-boggling to me, it comes from people who describe themselves as small government conservatives. I, I, it's like, okay, you're small. You don't want government telling you everything to do in your life except, like, all the things that you're opposed to. Oh, then the government has a job to step in. Well, no, either it's supposed to, you know, e- 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 either it's supposed to do it or not. You know, I just – it it. It's just hypocrisy about
1: So anyways, what I would really hope... Sort of, that's my like... Yeah, I might make heroin illegal, but sort of hypocritical. It
0: is, but a little bit. But I mean, I'm just saying basically like the whole, well, government should stay out of our daily lives here. Except, you know, we're going to hinder a person's ability to make money because, you know, I don't want a Puerto Rican from Amsterdam buying weed in my town. And that's really what it comes down to. And I,
1: could, I could in say, my own town of Amsterdam. Yeah, I could,
0: I could, I could say it. I could say it here on a podcast. I have a little bit more freedom to say things here on a podcast than I do in a newspaper column, obviously. So yeah,
1: you know, I could come on right a newspaper out. column uh, by the same name. Yeah, Charlie's Angle. Charlie's Angle in the Amsterdam Recorder.
0: Yes, at recordernews.com you'll find it. You know,
1: you just search. N- for me. Not a sponsor. No, they're a sponsor. Kind of. Wow, well, no, you are. Your column is.
0: My column is a sponsor of this it's program. It's ridiculous. And this program is a sponsor for the column.
1: It's a big circle jerk.
0: It really is the <laughs> way that it works, but we have a lot of fun doing it.
1: So pretty much any time I do a podcast, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sponsor you. Sure. Because, yeah. It, yeah, it's a circle jerk all the time.
0: It really is. But, um, you know, so I guess what my hope is really is that, you know, these other communities. I hope other communities look at the town of Amsterdam and say we are not going to embarrass ourselves like this, because you know what, they had they are being made fools out of right now, and if I did anything to contribute to that, that makes me very, very happy, because I I like it when other people see things my way, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because I'm in in my own head, and it I'm I'm always right.
1: We're, you know. Well, we're libertarians. We believe people shouldn't be uh, anything to... No, we're right. They shouldn't be anything. That's why we're <laughs> right. So.
0: Anyways, I think, yeah, next week
1: we'll probably get back into the,
0: um, you know, the platform a little bit. But I actually looked at this issue and part of me was like, you know what? Here's a good way to uh, integrate some of what we've been talking to into an actual issue that has happened at hand here. So smoke them if you got (laughs) them. Enjoy it. Is that
1: our new sign off? (laughs) Yes. Smoke them if (laughs) if you got them. We don't. Never. (laughs) It's horrible.
0: For Jeff Pitcher, I'm Charlie Crable. Thanks for sticking around. Have a good one, guys.